Good evening, everyone. Thank you for being here today, this evening, I should say. And thank you to everyone that's tuning in on Facebook and on YouTube. Great to have you with us. Tonight is about worship. Tonight is about reflection. Tonight is about remembering what he has done. And I'd love to invite you to stand with us right now. And we would just like to kick off this evening by reflecting on that and thinking about what he has done. It's all about him. Here we go. Praise God for what he's done. 
One more time, church, what he's done. What he's done. What he's done. All the glory and the honor to the Son. My sins are forgiven. My sins are forgiven. My future is heaven. My future is heaven. I praise God for what he's done. I praise God. I praise God for what He's done. Amen. You can have a seat for a second. All right, I'm going to be reading from Luke chapter 22, beginning in verse 39, down through verse 62, or yeah, 62. And uh, so uh, real quick, just for context, uh, Jesus has just celebrated Passover, which happens to be the day, same day as Good Friday this year. Uh, he had just celebrated Passover with his disciples and what we now call the Lord's Supper. And uh, just after that, um, Jesus said that he was going to be betrayed by one of them. And then there was a conversation among them about who would be greatest and what Jesus did is he told them, he told them uh, that that night before the, the rooster crowed, that Peter would deny him three times. And so that's where we're at, beginning here in verse 39. It says, Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down, and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. As an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him, and being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he rose from prayer, he went back to the disciples. He found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. Why are you sleeping? He asked them. Get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. While he was still speaking, a crowd came up. And the man who was called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus asked him, Judas, are you betraying the son of, a man, son of man with a kiss? When Jesus' followers saw what was going to happen, they said, Lord, should we strike with our swords? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his right ear. But Jesus said, no more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, the officers of the temple guard, and the elders who had come for him, Am I leading a rebellion that you've come with swords and clubs? Every day I was with you in the temple courts, and you didn't lay a hand on me. But this is your hour when darkness reigns. Then seizing him, they led him away and took him in the house of the high priest. Peter followed at a distance. And when, uh, and when some there had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard, had sat down together, Peter sat down with them. A servant girl saw him there in the firelight. She looked closely at him and said, This man was with him, but he denied it 
Woman, I don't know him, he said. A little later, someone else saw him and said, You also are one of them. Man, I am not, replied Peter. About an hour later, another asserted, Certainly this fellow was with them, for he's a Galilean. Peter replied, Man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Yeah. 
Why should I gain? Why should I gain from His reward? I cannot give an answer. But this I know with all my heart. His wounds have paid my ransom. Yes, this I know with all my heart. His wounds have paid my ransom. You can have a seat. I'm going to continue our scripture reading. So grateful for the word of God. And um, my prayer is that his word goes forth and does not come back void. The men who were guarding Jesus began mocking and beating him. They blindfolded him and demanded, prophesy. Who hit you? And they said many insulting things to him. At daybreak, the council of the elders of the people, both the chief priests and the teachers of the law, met together, and Jesus was led before them. If you are the Messiah, they said, tell us. And Jesus answered, if I tell you, you will not believe me. And if I asked you, you would not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the mighty God. They all asked, Are you then the Son of God? And he replied, You say that I am. Then they said, Why do we need any more testimony? We have heard it from his own lips. came down. Let's sing, church. You came down from heaven's throne. This earth you formed was not your own. A love like this the world had never known. A crown of altar of our praise. Sing it. On the altar of our praise, let there be no higher name. Jesus, Son of God, you laid down your perfect life. You are the sacrifice. Jesus, Son of God, you are Jesus. took our sin. You took our sin. 
is enough. Isn't that an awesome statement? And the thing is, what makes it so awesome is it's true. The cross is enough. Scripture says, Then the whole assembly rose and led him off to Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We have found this man subverting our nation. He opposes payment of taxes to Caesar and claims to be a Messiah, a king. So Pilate asked Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so, Jesus replied. Then Pilate announced to the chief priest in the crowd, I find no basis for a charge against this man. But they insisted, he stirs up the people all over Judea by his teaching. He started in Galilee and has come all the way here. On hearing this, Pilate asked if the man was a Galilean. When he learned that Jesus was that, that was Jesus was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was greatly pleased. 
because for a long time he had wanted uh, he had been wanting to see him. From what he had heard about him, he hoped to see him perform a sign, a sign of some sort. He plied him with many questions, but Jesus gave him no answer. The chief priests and the teachers of the law were standing there vehemently accusing him. Then Herod and the soldiers ridiculed and mocked him. Dressing him in an elegant robe, they sent him back to Pilate. That day, Herod and Pilate became friends. Before this, they had been enemies. Pilate called together the chief priests, the rulers of the people, and he said to them, You brought me this man as one who was inciting the people to rebellion. I have examined him in your presence and have found no basis for your charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he sent him back to us. As you can see, he has done nothing to deserve death. Therefore, I will punish him and then release him. But the whole crowd shouted, away with this man, release Barabbas to us. Barabbas had been thrown into prison for an insurrection in the city and for murder. Wanting to release Jesus, Pilate appealed to them again. But they kept shouting, crucify him, crucify him. For the third time, he spoke to them. Why? What crime has this man committed? I have found in him no grounds for the death penalty. Therefore, I will have him punished and then release him. But with loud shouts, they insistently demanded that he be crucified, and their shouts prevailed. So Pilate decided to grant their demand. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, the one that they had asked for, and surrendered Jesus to their will. My 
enemies scatter Cause they know the battle is done My God is stronger The victory is already won Yeah, he died for my ransom And rose up on the third day starting in verse 26. As the soldiers led him away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way in from the country, and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed, including women who mourned and wailed for him. Jesus turned and said to them, 
Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when you will say, Blessed are the childless women, the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, come over, Cover us. For if people do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them. For they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. And they said, he saved others. Let him save himself if he is God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God? Since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly for what, for what, excuse me, We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man, this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, For the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And when he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what happened, praised God and said, Surely this was a righteous man. When all the people who had gathered to witness this sight saw what took place, they beat their breasts and went away. But all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, they stood at a distance watching these things. On this special Friday night, we are going to consider what Jesus has done for us. And we're going to take the Lord's Supper together. It's very fitting. As Jesus instituted the Last Supper on the night he was betrayed, the night before he went to the cross, Jesus had gathered his disciples together to celebrate the Passover with them. And Jesus chose this special time to begin a new tradition, a tradition of remembrance for Christians. Jesus took the elements of the Passover meal and did something new with them. He made them symbols of his death. Not to be morbid, but so we could have something tangible in our hands to draw us back to him. 
to reflect on his sacrifice and his great love for us. Thoughts of the crucifixion. Sometimes we can just read the story like any other story. And sometimes we read it and it's very, very heavy. And that's okay. You see, we don't want to take what Jesus did lightly. At the same time, the crucifixion can stir an amazement in our hearts as we consider what Jesus did for us and how he made us whole. We should stop. We should really stop and say, wow, 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 Jesus did that for me. Jesus did that for you. We, the church, the bride of Christ, and we are the bride of Christ. We're we're what Jesus is coming back for. He's coming back for his bride. But we, the church, we continue to recognize the Lord's Supper and participate in the Lord's Supper until he comes again. And until then, we will take the Lord's Supper with a wow heart, with a grateful heart. Repenting, remembering, reflecting, rejoicing, and reconciling ourselves to him. Colossians 1, 12 through 14 says, I pray that you will be grateful to God for letting you have part in what he has promised his people in the kingdom of light. God rescued us from the dark power of Satan and brought us into the kingdom of his dear son, who forgives our sins and sets us free. Wow. Wow. Let's remember what he has done. Let's thank him for the blood, the blood that washes white as snow, because we know from Scripture that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. I'm going to ask you to take a moment and just bow your heads and thank him. Thank him for his love and for his sacrifice, for his body shed and the blood that flowed and washed you white as snow. And I want you to also ask, ask God to search your heart and repent of any sin separating you and he so that when we come to the table to get the elements, we do so with a pure heart. So I'm just going to give you a few moments right now to just reflect on your Savior. Whenever you're ready, feel free to come forward and um, take the elements. And after everyone has had the opportunity, we will share the Lord's Supper together with gratitude. And once again, whenever you're ready, go ahead and come forward.
On the final night, Jesus was with his disciples, and he took the bread, and he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And as often as you break this bread, you are remembering my death until I come back for you. Jesus, we are grateful for your body. After Jesus took the cup, and on this Good Friday, we recognize the power of the blood of Jesus and the covenant he has given us. And in the same way, he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant, hallelujah, between God and you, sealed by the shedding of my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for the shed blood. Thank you for paying the price and purchasing our freedom through the cross. We are wowed and amazed by you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Carolyn. Well, we are so thankful that you came to join us tonight to remember our Savior. And there's something so special about remembering the cross and having a day, at least one day, dedicated to really remembering what Jesus has done for us. And what's exciting is Sunday, we know Friday he died on the cross, but we also know that Sunday he rose again. And that's why we have hope, because Jesus defeated death. And so we want to invite all of you back on Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Easter service. We will be celebrating the the resurrection of Jesus. And I want to encourage you, pray for one person to invite. You know, it could be someone that you know. It could be your neighbor. It could be someone you see at the grocery store. But just pray and ask God, who can I invite? And so many times, if somebody has a personal invitation from someone they know, they're more likely to come. And maybe Easter, you know, maybe they don't have any plans. So I just want to encourage you, pray and ask God, who can you invite on Sunday? And let's just anticipate celebrating our risen Savior on Sunday. We hope to see you back at 10 o'clock. And we will have special uh, goodie bags for the kids. We're encouraging all our kids to bring a friend on Sunday. So um, everybody who comes, all the kids will get special goodie bags um, in Adventure Zone. So it's going to be a special day. Thank you so much, Joy. I'm looking forward to that day, and I want to invite all of you to stand with us one last time. We're going to close with a blessing from the book of Deuteronomy. And it goes like this. One, two, three, and... Lord bless you. And keep you, make His face shine upon you, be gracious to you. Lord, turn His face toward you, and give peace. And we sing Amen.
once again, church. Amen. Amen. Sunday morning. Thank you so much for being here.